You're listening to the Extraordinary Everyday Podcast, episode number six. Welcome to the Extraordinary Everyday Podcast, where women come to be inspired and motivated to become the best version of themselves and elevate the quality of their everyday. Now, here's your host, certified life coach, Wendy Johnson. Hello there, friends. How are you guys today? I am doing great, and I'm really excited to talk to you about how to stop self-sabotage. And self-sabotage happens when your actions or thoughts hold you back from accomplishing what you want. It's creating unnecessary problems for yourself, and it interferes with your own goals and dreams. But the good news is there's a way to break out of this habit or prevent it from happening in the first place. And it starts with knowing how to identify self-sabotage and the reasons someone may fall into it and how to stop its behavior. Self-sabotage is defined as creating unnecessary problems for oneself that interfere with your own goals and dreams. And it can affect multiple areas of your life, such as relationships, employment, school, health, and finances. And it's something that we choose to do, and we're reacting to our own feelings. And we're, it's an action-oriented problem. And when you have long-term goals for yourself, you use the prefrontal cortex of your brain. And that's the highest form of thinking, imagining, and creating. But it's when the other part of our brain that wants to keep us safe and away from fear, that's where self-sabotage comes in. And one of the best things we can do is to set goals. And it's one of the highest activities we can do for ourselves to stop self-sabotage, we have to manage ourselves to fulfill those goals. And we have to plan ahead. While there are many reasons people may self-sabotage, the manner in which it occurs is not always the same. Self-sabotaging behaviors come in all varieties. So I want to talk to you about ways we self-sabotage And the first way that we self-sabotage is procrastination. It's one of the ways that many people put off activities that would propel us closer to what we want, but we're afraid we might fail. We're afraid that we won't get the result we want right away. And the second way we do that is buffering. We protect ourselves. We have this certain feeling And then we're protecting ourselves from that feeling and we're finding immediate gratification and we turn to food and drink and drugs and social media and spending too much money or watching excessive TV. Whatever it is you do that you plan on doing to work towards your goal You say you don't feel like it, and then you turn to one of those pleasure activities, immediate 
for that immediate gratification. The third way we self-sabotage is not showing up for ourselves, And we replace what we intend to do and we substitute it with another obligation. And we use that as an excuse of why we're not showing up for ourselves. And it may be that you're replacing your goal, such as going to the gym or attending a class, and you're replacing it with an excuse such as my family needed me at home, or I'm taking care of a sick relative, whatever it is that you can come up with that gets you out of the uncomfortable goal or activity. It's an avoidance conflict. Self-sabotage occurs when the desire is stronger to reduce the threat than it is to exceed our goal. Another form of not showing up is perfectionism. And that can lead to self-sabotage if you end up setting standards for yourself that are impossible to reach. And the fourth way we self-sabotage is we quit and we hide. It's not going fast enough or we quit before we start because we're afraid of rejection and failure and not being good enough. Or we don't want to be disappointed in ourselves or we think people will be disappointed in us. Another example of quitting and hiding is we may end up pushing people away to avoid getting hurt emotionally. And this is very common in intimate relationships. You're afraid that the person might leave you. So you keep your distance and you don't let yourself get too close. Many of my clients come to me to seek help when they need help revealing how they might be self-sabotaging. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know why they're doing it. And it's often clearer to others when we're in the way of our own progress. It's a lot easier for others to see that. So I again, I want to specify that self-sabotage, it's a habit spiral. It's a habit that self-sabotage creates more self-sabotage. And it's very normal for humans to interfere with their own progress because of the way that the brain is wired for pleasure and comfort. The goal here is to stop self-sabotage before it starts. And there are three main things that you can look at to see if you're in this spiral of self-sabotage. And the first one is what I hear from a lot of people. Well, I don't ever self-sabotage myself. And that's the ultimate in self-sabotage. And it's because you're not owning your future and you're not planning for your future. So you don't even set the goals to put yourself into self-sabotage. You keep yourself comfortable and hiding. And the second way is lack of awareness, meaning you're not even aware of your life enough to know if you're self-sabotaging yourself. And that's key. And a few giveaways that you are self-sabotaging, you often ask yourself why things don't go as planned. You often second guess or doubt yourself. 
You don't even try to reach your goal. You find yourself doing things that result in the opposite of what you wanted. And you believe you don't deserve more and behave in ways that support that belief. And another way you can stop self-sabotage before it starts is past focused energy. You're focusing on the things that you didn't accomplish in the past. And you're focusing on all of your failures from the past. And you're using them as a reason to not move forward. And this perpetuates this idea that we're not capable, that we're not worthy, that we can't figure out how to do something, and that we're never going to get that goal anyway. So why even start? And those habits perpetuate because they become part of who we are. They become our identity. We don't even realize that we're having these thoughts about ourselves and that we're only capable of a certain amount. And we start paying really close attention to everything that leads up to when we want to buffer ourselves with immediate gratification. And then we plan for it. And that's what I do with my clients. I help them notice the thoughts that they think before they want to buffer. And then we create a plan that they do when that they get that urge. So you plan for the emotions that are going to creep up and you have a plan how you're not going to give into those things that create the self-sabotage. So the first thing we have to do is to control our emotions. We need to become aware of what we're feeling And we have to be careful not to get caught in the trap that life should be comfortable all the time or that we should be happy all the time. Because ironically, that's what leads to self-sabotage. That leads us to believe that I deserve a break. I deserve food. I'm too tired. I deserve to just sit on the sofa and watch TV until I'm inspired again. I need rest and I need comfort. That is probably the biggest thing our brain wants. And we're not in a fight or flight state where we need comfort. We have to get comfortable feeling discomfort. And we have to be able to process that emotion so that we have less self-sabotage, less escaping our life, less buffering in order to compensate for the fact that we've had a negative emotion. And I never understood this in my younger years that I immediately turned to food when I was feeling really stressed and when I was having negative emotions. And I got that immediate serotonin increase and dopamine hit when I sought out sugary foods. And I sometimes would plow through cookies or anything that was a comfort food for me at that time. Believe it or not, I had years where I turned to peanut butter. I immediately felt better when I had my peanut butter. And those were things I just had to give up and no longer have in the house. And it's been years since I turned to food for comfort, but there are still things that I do And a lot of it is I don't feel like it or 
I'm tired right now. I can find a better time. And that's my brain's way of not facing the fear and the uncomfortable emotions. And what we end up doing is we create so much suffering by believing we shouldn't have suffering. We resist it and we buffer ourselves against creating unnecessary suffering on top of the suffering. And that's part of being human. So the other thing we need to become aware of is that we have the, this desire to be comfortable all the time. And that's what self-sabotage is. It's that immediate desire for comfort. So we procrastinate because we'd rather not work than work. We don't show up because we'd rather not experience the rejection or not experience the energy that it takes to show up somewhere. When we remind ourselves that discomfort is part of the game, it's part of life, and that procrastinating doesn't prevent the discomfort, it just prolongs it. We're delaying it and we're allowing it to happen in, the, in a future moment for ourselves. And when we prolong it, it's going to be that much more intense and that much worse. And we're going to have way more discomfort if we didn't procrastinate. And the last piece is our desire to be in control. And we're always trying to control the universe. We're trying to control other people. We have rules of how other people should behave. And these rules will feel better if these people abide by our rules. It's like we have these rules for how things need to happen in order for us to feel a certain way. And so we end up sabotaging the very thing that would provide us with that result naturally without our interfering. So again, just becoming aware of those experiences in our life and looking why and asking yourself, why did I do that? What is it that I was believing in that moment that created this situation where I decided to do this thing that was self-sabotaging? Because if we can eliminate self-sabotage from our lives, which I do think we can, we can change the speed and the momentum of our goals. And nothing perpetuates more than momentum, growth, and evolving. It's like the more we win, the more we want to win. The more energy we put into something, the more results we'll get. And the more we sabotage, the more we want to sabotage because we're in the habit of sabotaging. So it's like having something that we have to push out of our way and allow ourselves to feel the discomfort by giving up the procrastination, by giving up the immediate pleasure rewards that eating and drinking, etc., of not showing up and quitting. So I want you to think about your life. What would it be like if you gave up on those things? If you gave up on the procrastination, if you gave up on the buffering, if you gave up on not showing up for yourself, and you gave up on quitting, guess what? You would completely give up self-sabotage. And can you imagine 
what your life would be like if you gave up those forms of self-sabotage. And I know that you might be worried that, but I'm going to have to feel uncomfortable more often. And I don't like feeling uncomfortable, but I want to suggest that you feel the discomfort in the moment rather than delaying it. So you have a temporary discomfort versus an extended discomfort. So if we experience the discomfort ahead of time, rather than self-sabotaging, then the discomfort has a shorter life versus when we prolong it and we delay it. And usually we don't show up to something. We have to show up to it eventually. And then by then, we're down on ourselves, we're self-loathing, we're feeling self-pity, we might be feeling guilt, we might be feeling shame, and we're going to have more negative emotions that we're going to have to avoid. And the key is, is what thoughts and emotions are driving you to self-sabotage? What thoughts and feelings are interfering with your own goals? And I have many people come to me, well, I don't know why I self-sabotage all the time. I really do have the best intentions and this is really what I want to do. But I want to say, if you tell yourself that you don't know, then you have to find out why. And it's usually a reason that makes sense. It's usually a thought pattern that makes sense based on the human brain wanting to seek comfort. But it's something that can be pretty easily unraveled if you stay in the awareness of your thoughts and feelings, if you're willing to feel the discomfort and do it anyway, and if willing to release control and manage your emotions. That, my friend, is the secret to having a life that is free of self-sabotage. So right now, consider in your life What would it be like to not interfere with your own goals, to just keep moving forward and learning from each thing that you do, from each thing that you accomplish or you don't accomplish, and you don't give in to those thinking patterns that this won't work out for me, I'm different than successful people, I'm not good enough, I'm too old, it's too late, And just keep moving towards the opposite of self-sabotage, which is going to inspire you and help you with your own goals. So you always have to be asking yourself, how can I help? And I talk to myself like this, like crazy brain. I know you're telling me that you're tired, that I'm tired. And I know you don't want to do that. But how can I help you feel like doing it? How can I help you not be tired? So you talk to your brain. How can I help you feel like it? How can I help you to stop self-sabotaging? And when you ask those questions, you will get answers. You will get solutions. So you have to do it even when you don't feel like it, even when it's uncomfortable, and do it in the moment when you don't want to do it. And then you'll build that momentum. And then the self-sabotage will be a thing of the past. And if you need any help at all, that's what we do in my More You membership is 
we recognize, we build that awareness and we plan for our future. And then we plan for those self-sabotaging behaviors and those obstacles. Thank you so much for being here. And I hope you have an amazing week, everybody. Until next week, bye-bye for now. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, you have to come check out More You, my community of like-minded women. We show up to create the highest version of ourselves and elevate the quality of our everyday along the way. Head over to ontracklifecoaching.com forward slash join. That's O-N-T-R-A-C lifecoaching.com forward slash join. I'd love to see you in there. And if you haven't grabbed your copy of The Mindset Makeover, head over to ontracklifecoaching.com forward slash makeover and get a copy that teaches and inspires you to show up as your most extraordinary self.